Hello, and welcome to an intro to Anthro with Two Humans. I'm human number one, John McRae. And I'm human number two, John Lear. And this is the podcast where we reassess what it means to be human. And the title of today's episode is, Don't Look Now, But Your Culture Is Showing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, we'll discuss that later. We'll discuss that later. Uh, but this is the big granddaddy of them all, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's if big. you're talking about the biggest uh, category in anthropology, wouldn't culture touch on just culture, about everything? Culture is just about everything. Yeah. Wow, here we go. So, yeah, we're not but we're be- not micro we're not micro dosing. We're macro dosing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get ready. <laughs> Buckle in. Buckle if, in. if you're taking listening at home, just <laughs> please pause right now. Go get yourself a drink <laughs> because you're going to be here at the com- glued to the computer for the next hour and a half. We're taking longer. the sugar cube filled with acid. <laughs> we're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going the whole hog. Here we go. Culture. Put it on the top. Going down there. Yep. Was it the red pill or the, the blue pill or whatever? <laughs> we're taking them both. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, before we begin, I just have to, I have to apologize in advance. I'm kind of losing my voice today. You're, I'm, I'm not hearing it. any difference. You told me before we recorded that, yeah. you had, but I'm not hearing anything. You're a little, you know, you're not, maybe not as strong and booming. Yeah. Um, yeah. As per usual, you, you look <laughs> fine. You've got color in your cheeks. I think that may, I don't know, that may just be the lamp or something like me, but um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, if if you hear me clearing my throat a lot or coughing at, at some point, just nothing's wrong. No need to worry about it. <laughs> and uh, you don't want to get all of those, you know, comments saying, "Is he okay?" Right. Yeah, what's wrong? Yeah. And by the way, by the time we 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 actually record these many weeks in advance, yes, and. Chances pulling are pulling back but, the curtain. Here you are pulling yeah. back the curtain. <laughs> so chances are, uh, whatever happened to me has already happened to me. So yeah. I appreciate the concern. For all we know, you may be dead. Right. You know. Right. By the time be. this airs, this could be your last. Your last podcast. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. There'll be, a, there'll be you with a new a new anthropologist. <laughs> I just replace I, me I, and keep going. Yes, I pledge to you now that if this is your last podcast and yeah. you die. I yeah. will keep it going. I'll find somebody, but you I don't know. know. You're you're not very. You're not replaceable. I'm replaceable. <laughs> you know, you're... do you like Bewitched? Try to find a guy who kind of looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> who comes in and keeps playing me? Plays oh, the character of John. God, Dupree, maybe your brother. One. Maybe your brother Steve. Yeah, I can, I mean, he's close. I feel like yeah. he could. He's he got more kind of your scholarly. Uh, you know, he likes to dig in on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. He's people could be like, well, you know, I really like I, I like human number one, the first human number one, but the second <laughs> one was really. It was a, I freaked out as a kid when I realized they weren't the same person. You know, I'm bewitched. <laughs> it, it just freaked really? me out. I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, because yeah. I was just focused on her, on Samantha, of course, as a, right. a young, nubile, twelve-year-old <laughs> boy. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're mm. um, but just when is it I've March dated of, I've dated witches ever since. <laughs> yeah. I've dated um, women who have like you know powers, something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They've the always, old Samantha effect. Yeah, it Samantha is. Effect. It's uh, 
it's it's great in some areas, but in others, not yeah. so great. It turns out. Yeah. I hear you, brother. <laughs> I hear you. Um, what was it? Mark Twain had a, a quote. He's Mark Twain said, uh, "The future doesn't worry about me, so why should I worry about the future?" Damn straight. <laughs> there, so, Twain comes again. Yeah, you nails know? it. Nails, nails it. it. And and if we're looking at the non-dual approach, you know, or there is no future. There yeah. is only now. There is only right. this. So. And, and honestly, who knows? It may work out. I mean, I may have a cough now, but maybe I get better and things go well for us. The mm, show goes well. Nah, we, <laughs> I'm not feeling that. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm maybe we're all, maybe yeah, we're all sitting around the Yeti Love Convention right now. <laughs> I'm feeling intuitively that things don't go well after this podcast. Really? This is our peak. Yeah. Really? We lose you right away. And yeah. uh, I try to get Steve involved. He and I, you know, we've always yeah. crossed swords. We don't, you know, we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully it turns out well. We we won't know. We won't know. We won't know. So, yeah. No. Uh, so anyway, John, uh, for the business at hand, we're going to talk today. You know, you can't go on in today's political and uh, social environment. Every time you mm. look at a news article. Somebody's talking about culture wars Ugh. or cultural appropriation or multiculturalism. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it seems like everybody from Russia to Florida is talking about the C word, the original yeah. C word, not, not <laughs> the. the <laughs> I'm talking about culture, the original culture. C word. Yes. Yeah. And it's the bastard, other- it's bastard stepson cult, you know, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and just so you know, the other C word we'll we'll not use on this ever show no. ever. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, that's um, out for us, right? But uh, as you've mentioned already, culture is very important to anthropology. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if if I could put it in a way uh, to try to make it simple for everybody, if sex, uh, if rock and roll is all about sex, then mm-hmm. uh, anthropology is all about culture. Oh. How's that <laughs> then what's the drugs and rock? What's the drugs part there's, of anthropology? The skulls? There's, is that where you're digging stuff up? That's the... <laughs> yeah, rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> going down to the skull collection. We've got um, to get now. Yeah, we have actually, some upcoming shows that are of interest. We've got a show coming up. We we don't have it set yet where we're going to do a live broadcast. Right. Right. That's coming down the pike. And then we also we're going to be starting. We're gonna, we need. We're going to have some guests soon. Hopefully. Right, exactly. Yes. If, they, if they ever respond to our emails. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them. Maybe, maybe, we'll we, get maybe we won't. We'll have somebody. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know about the future. For all we know is you're dead listening to this. Right, right. I'll if play anything, it at, we'll... your, uh, at your funeral. I'll play this episode. <laughs> play it from my casket. You can hear it. We'll, it's kind of muffled we'll in there. And I'll have Hello, a QR and code. Welcome to... I'll have a QR code sitting on your casket so people can download it and subscribe. Right. And by the way, if there is an afterlife, I'm going to be pitching the show over there, too. Good. Good. Yeah. We need a gig yeah. in the afterlife. <laughs> get get ready so for some talking. EVPs. Some yeah, EVPs we're going yeah. to be working in the afterlife, if I know you and me. <laughs> what if it's <laughs> we'll exactly the same? What if oh. it's exactly the same? What if this is the afterlife? Oh, Ooh. God. God. Oh. Really? This is the best they could come up with? 
you know what's going to be bad? It's like, oh, by the way, your student loans transferred over onto this side. <laughs> right? You can still pay. You're still so paying true. And your credit yeah. score. Here's <laughs> a Ouija board. A Ouija board's telling you they're trying to get a hold of you. To, uh, so anyway, anthropology is the study of humankind and human culture. Mm. Uh, but anthropologists themselves have a hard time actually defining what culture is. And there's been well, many so different. Big. It's such a big term. I mean. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and really anthropology as a science, as a separate science has only been around since like the 1850s or 1870s. So it's still relatively new. We're on the cutting edge. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. One day. 400 years from now, people will be like looking at this podcast and thinking, wow, those guys were, were innovators (laughs) and idiots. We were the the tip of the spear, the tip of the spear. (laughs) Uh, so today I thought we could talk about culture, uh, what it is, uh, what it does, uh, and how you're exposing yours right now, whether or not you know it. Yeah. And, and then careful about exposing it, you know, out in public. (laughs) Right. Keep your you can't culture help in it. your pants. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> uh, and then maybe at the end, towards the end of this episode, uh, what we can do is we can do some practical exercises to see <laughs> to test ourselves to see. You're speaking my language. This okay. is this is great. You're whether you like doing the practical exercise. Uh, yeah, I like whatever curveball you throw. You're you're yeah. you're. I'm I'm so lockstep behind you. We're, uh, I've got, when you were in got sc- ma- yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you were in school, pop quizzes, did you like pop quizzes? I, no, you? I never did. Yeah. I was a good student though. I was a good student, but I, you know, I'd prefer, yeah, I'd prefer some advanced notice, but that's right. all right. Nope. Nobody this, likes pop quizzes. No, but it is a good way to measure where you are. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, what, that's what we're going to do at the end of that's this. Right. We'll see if everyone's right. been listening. We were once uh, in a poker game, you and I, with yeah. an um, an electrified dog collar. <laughs> do you right. remember? I do remember. Have, that, have we yeah. spoken about this on the podcast? It's hard for me to remember what we've spoken about as people and what we've spoken about on the podcast. I don't think I've ever brought this up. No, I, I don't think recall. it's going. Okay. Yeah. So there was a, a friend of ours had a dog collar, a training dog collar for his dog, and he had a remote control where he could zap his dog. You could give him a one up to a five, and each each yeah. number was higher and higher, which I thought was inhumane. I, I did not. Yeah, uh, it I, is. I, but, we, but the dog collar was removed from the dog during the poker game, and if you wanted a card, you took a one. <laughs> And you'd, yeah. you'd have to hang on to the dog collar and then the dealer would hold the remote control, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just shock you to see how and much. shock you. you. Now, yeah. did you take a five? or I feel like you took the highest setting. I took a high one, yeah, because I yeah. was like, this this hand is terrible. <laughs> I need five new cards. I need if five poker wasn't cards. stressful enough, yeah. we, had to, we had to add electricity to it. And I've... I recall my recollection is is that you took a five. I most likely I did, honestly. My God. I, I just I remember like, you know, it's you want to win. You want to yeah. win. We were How young. You we were young. Win? Yeah. Obviously, we were still drinking back then. Uh, I believe. 
I really? also, I uh, you know, yeah. I won't do anything to my dog that I won't have done. To <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm very, I'm very loose as far as Mary is the disciplinarian. I'm, I like sit down and try to reason with the dog and Me talk too. out. I'm that way with my kids yeah. too. I'm the easy one. I'll be like, no, I'll say no once, yeah. and then they'll actually get it. All right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I remember you holding on to the electrodes on the dog yeah. collar. And the yeah. dealer, who I believe was Kefas, Tom, yeah. a fan of yeah. our show, uh, yeah. was holding the remote control. God, that was an <laughs> intense moment in my life. And we were all looking at you, and you were like Let's looking at him. Hit me. Hit that me. was Hit that me. was intense, <laughs> man. All right, so Edward B. Tyler in 1871 was an anthropologist and he described culture as quote the complex whole which includes knowledge belief art law morals custom and any other capabilities acquired by a human as a member of society wow now that's a big category right that encompasses in other words, a lot it, it's everything it's, it's, it's talking everything. about everything yeah, yeah. uh conrad kotak who uh, wrote a textbook about anthropology he defines it as traditions and customs transmitted through learning that form and guide the beliefs and behaviors of the people exposed to them. Okay. That, yes, that's where I, 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 that's, I really connect to that definition. It's what's right. passed on, right? It, it's what's right. passed on. And then you take it and add to it. It's, it's, it's blockchain. Really? Right. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Maybe Organic I never blockchain. understood blockchain. Now <laughs> I don't either. Say it's like culture that suddenly I no. understand it. I'm like one of our friends way back in the day told me to do this thing called blockchain mining. He said you could just run this link. I'll send it to you, and you just your computer does it at night. And this was like in really? the '90s, right? And yeah. I, I mean, this barely there weren't links. I mean, it was just I didn't even understand it. But he's like, "Look, you just have your laptop do it. I'm telling you, you'll make money on it." I was like, "You idiot." <laughs> Never did it. Really? Now I'd be really? a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been running on you, your old Apple or something. Right. You know, that, he that. said it won't do very much because I had an IBM yeah. at that point. I mean, barely. I had barely yeah. a computer. Now I'd be just, rich. Like just every few, uh, <laughs> every night, like a few millicents or something. And over That's time, right. you're like, you're but a billionaire. But over time, you're, you're a billionaire. Yep. You guys used to have, you had early computers though at your yes. house because yeah. your dad, dad was, a, was yeah, <clears throat> he was an early computer yeah. guy. So yeah, we had, we had computers growing up. A lot of good in yeah. me. <laughs> he didn't pass any of that down to you? Do you feel like you? I'm comfortable with computers. I handle all the tech yeah. on our show and I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm not afraid of them, you know? Right. My dad used like to do this thing when he was teaching people how to use computers. He would just go up if they were getting frustrated, he'd go up and he'd do it very dramatically in my dad's style, where he'd go up and he'd just pull the plug. <laughs> and then the computer seat, see, you're in charge. <laughs> what? Yeah. Whenever he was training older people, I don't know yeah. what to do. I, and he'd just walk over and pull the plug. See, that's all it is. It's just a, <laughs> an appliance. <laughs> really? Did that help? Or did I it? don't know. But I remember it. I don't know. That'd be like throwing somebody into the the, the pool with no water in it. <laughs> yeah. See, what are you afraid well, of? There's a bottom well, there that you can. Obviously, walk he on. didn't know what he was doing. Later in life, he sold Amway. <laughs> so you know, your father always had. He was so. He remember he had the computer cards. Oh, he always he had the computer cards because he yeah. used computer cards. I mean, my brother yeah. and I did key punching, and actually. Yeah. 
we wrote a program using computer cards. Isn't that crazy? Little holes wow. in, in cardboard. Yeah. I still have them. I have one right here. Okay, dude. Yeah, look at dude. that. Right, right he's there. he's holding up a computer card. There it is. Mm-hmm. No See punches that? in there. That mm-hmm. one's ready here's to go. The inter- here's the interesting thing. There are 88 numbers on a computer card and 88 yeah. keys on a piano. Really? Yeah. That's like the uh, divine cul- divine number or something. That's culture. 88. It's culture. <laughs> yeah, I bring us right back. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Kenneth Fetter and Michael Park, who are also anthropologists, uh, define culture as the non-genetic means of adaptation. Those yeah. things that people invent or develop and pass down. That's kind of like how you're defining it. Yes, that's I, I really respond to that. But then it gets hazy, like our last episode, we were talking about where fear comes from. And right. are there basic fears that are hardwired into us? And then that wouldn't right. be culture. But we build on that if there is such a thing. I don't know. We don't know right. about anthropologic uh, psychology. Where how, how, you know what do what is what do we what do we retain just in, yeah. from our DNA? Right, right. Crazy. Um, yeah. But so my professor. Uh, Dr. Warren Lale, who is my thesis advisor, he's probably like, oh, God, <laughs> please don't say my name on that podcast. <laughs> he should be uh, a follower. He should be on our he, show. We'll uh, have him as a guest. He's hilarious. He's a very yeah. funny guy. Very Let's funny. Have him. Brilliant guy. Very funny. Uh, but he kind of went through, he kind of tried to look at all the different um, definitions of culture. And he, what he came up with was culture is a learned shared symbolic fluid composite of all that a society knows, values, believes, or creates that is passed down from generation to generation. Okay. I'm still so I'm again, with him. That's yeah. a good one. He's so I, I thought, let's go ahead and let's break it down because you begin to see like the more you look at uh, definitions of culture, you begin to see that there's some similarities in what everyone's talking about. Sure do. And, First off, culture is learned. It's yeah. it's not biological, like you right. mentioned already. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, you're, it's you aren't born with culture, right? It's uh, it's taught to you, and and it, being taught to you, it may be taught consciously to you or unconsciously to you mm-hmm. by looking at other people around you. Yeah, or media, billboards, all of that. Right. How that affects right. us. But the, the main thing is like you didn't come into this world with culture when right. you were born. Right. You immediately started reacting to culture by looking around at like the doctors, what they were wearing, at the room, you know. I'll give um, you but, an example that I just had recently, if I may. Yeah. Uh, I was ahead. flying back from Chicago and I was in the security at O'Hare, which is it's gotten bad. I've been really I was, yeah. Um, but uh so I was in, in security and there was a guy and I knew he was trouble because he was like right behind me. And I heard him say, I'm trying to catch a 1040 flight. And it's uh. a ten, it was 10 o'clock. And I'm like, you, you <laughs> missed your flight. You're flighted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're, this is not 1971. In 1971, yeah. you would have made that flight. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I'm here. And he was and he was not uh, he was he was uh, I couldn't tell where he was from, but he was from another country. And he was right behind me on my ass in the line. 
<laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like he's yeah, trying yeah. to will the line to go faster by riding right up on yeah. me. And I just stopped and said, let him go ahead of me. You know, I'm like, yeah. here, you can walk two feet and now you can stand right, there and right. be behind that person. It was so interesting that, and I thought at first, you know, I, at first I thought he was rude, but then I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's his culture. Maybe that's a, a, yeah. a, something that's learned, you know, in a, if, you know, in a different environment where if you don't do that, you lose your spot or, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, he got ahead of you. That's why. That's <laughs> right. He just keeps doing it. He keeps doing it to the next person. He keeps jumping ahead one. He made a wrong choice at the fork and I was way ahead of him. I felt terrible for him. <laughs> he went left. I went right. And I just totally, yeah. yeah, poor guy. Yeah. We, uh, when Mary and I were in Paris one time, we, uh, went to the Eiffel Tower and there's a huge line to get into the Eiffel Tower. And mm-hmm. there were, uh, some Russian people came in behind us. It was two men and a woman. And they kept saying to everybody, you know, she's she's pregnant. Is it okay if we go ahead? And you kind of yeah. knew like she wasn't pregnant. Yeah. But you were like, what are you going to say? Are you going to yeah. be the jerk that says no? And uh, so people just kept like, like you could tell people didn't want to, but they kept letting them go ahead and right. go ahead and go ahead. And then finally they ran into other Russians who were like, ah, no way. <laughs> at the back of the line. <laughs> we're not falling for that trick. Yeah. You should be in yeah. home in bed anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so just a quick, are there any uh, behaviors or family customs that you feel like your parents passed down to you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, On April Fool's, my mother used to sew our silverware (laughs) to the placemats. Oh, no. Really? Really? That's brilliant. I know. It was so, and so unlike her, but she did it every April Fool's. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a custom that I've I've retained. Uh, (laughs) I've never done it to my family, but I, you know, every April Fool's, I I want to. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think what other customs. That's so yes, funny. yes. The answer is yes. Oh, camping. My father yeah. was a Eagle Scout and loved to camp, and so I I camp. Uh, yeah. In fact, I'm going to Catalina Island with my daughter on a father daughter really? trip. Yep. Do you buffalo? Still... They have buffalo out there. I hear. Yeah, that's amazing. Have you been? You've been out there before? Though, never. Right? Or... I've lived really? in L.A. for what twenty yeah. years and never, mm-mm, not once. Really. Yeah, yeah, go out and see the buffalo. I know. I'm, I got to see him. I want one. I want to bring one back with me. <laughs> I love those always, Have you seen people always trying to pet the buffalo out at uh, Yellowstone yeah, or something? Oh, don't do that. Yeah. Uh-uh, I'm yeah. not petting them. I just want to look at them. Yeah. When you get up close, you realize how huge they are. And you They're do not massive. want massive. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. And they want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. They just want to be left alone. Yeah, of course. Um. I wanted. Did your mom's parents do that? Was that something she got know. from? I don't know. I, it feels like it. Like where the hell an did old, she get that idea from? An old Norwegian thing. That seems like something the Norwegians. Like. Yeah, it does. It does feel like a Norwegian. It could be. It could be a Norwegian yeah. thing. Um, my, you know, I I didn't know my dad. I knew my dad a little bit at, towards the end of my life, and or towards the end of his life. And, uh, I, you know, there were a couple of things he taught me. One was, <laughs> one was, you know, my dad was a big drinker. So, you know, I yes. kind of had to, like, keep that in mind. But one was uh, he was a salesman. He was a traveling salesman. So he goes, always read the paper every day so that you have something to talk about with people. Okay. And he would do that. He would read the paper from cover to cover, everything. Wow. Uh, 
so he always had something interesting to say to people. And, and I always thought that was a good idea. So I yeah, still even idea. try to read the, the news every day. So I have you something get a paper? to talk about. You don't get a paper, do you? No, no. I, okay. I do it online, like yeah. looking at news. Yeah. But the problem with uh, getting news online is it, it customizes it for you. Right. You know what right. I mean? And then it puts you in a tunnel and you can't, it doesn't know you right. well enough. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what's, We're, you know, ruined humankind. <laughs> right, right. Um, for a while, I was getting the New York Times just on Sunday because, again, you could look through it. And there's something about looking mm, through things yeah. that you don't want to look at. Right. That you pick stuff up. Right. Yeah. Makes you think about something else. Um, it's a gift. I'm, I'm going to use that as a gift idea for you. I'm going to get you the New York Times. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. They, they stack up so fast. They stack I know. Up you so got to read them. Like, you got to read them. Yeah. Are you caught up? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Please don't. Please don't. Donate <laughs> that, that. Donate that money gotta, to somebody else. You've got to do the crossword puzzle. <laughs> yeah, you everything. The book review, all of it. The obituaries, everything. Yep, so you have something to talk it. about. Goddamn uh, book review, which is what New Yorkers do instead of reading books. <laughs> the the other thing my dad taught me, and again, remember, he was a big drinker. I've mentioned that mm -hmm. before. Right. He told me, uh, he, he said... Before you go out drinking, always eat a pork snout sandwich. What? <laughs> you lost me at pork snout. I didn't even know there was such a thing. There that is a pork snout sandwich. Every sandwich can only be provided. You waste an entire pig on each sandwich. <laughs> right? Because it's only got one snout. Or do you slice right, but... it thin? Or Jesus always, Christ. When he told me that, I remember just as he told me, I was in college, <laughs> just kind of listening of like, okay, mm -hmm. all right. Okay. Okay, Dad. Listen, all I've right. had menudo, which is, you know, good for a hangover, and it has a bunch of weird, right. horrible stuff in it, and it works, so I'm with him. Right. I'm with I, Mr. McCray. I'd eat it. <laughs> he was, uh -huh. uh, I always thought they would have like chopped it up. And have Ooh, you know made it into it. a salad or something like a tuna salad oh, or something God. or a ham salad? But uh, no, when when I was back for my sister's retirement party back in March, this the story came up, and uh, someone looked it up. My cousin looked it up online, and no, it's just the pork salad. It's just pork oh. salad on a, ho a hoagie bun. Oh yeah. God! What do you, yeah. you put mustard on it? Yeah, of course you put mustard on it. Well, they say horseradish. You put or horseradish. Yeah. On you it. put yeah. horseradish on a shoe, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's poor like people's sister, spice. That's why the Jews yeah. use horseradish all the time. It's like, you know, they put we put uh, horseradish on the gefilte fish. You know, Ooh. which is the most horrid. It's cat. Yeah, yeah. Basically, just numb mm. the taste buds, and then you can swallow it down. Yeah, you put um, enough my, uh, horseradish on it, it tastes fine. <laughs> my uh, sister has a friend in Kansas City who apparently knows the best place to go for a pork snout sandwich. So oh they've, they've said that next time I come into town, they'll take me out there. So we'll have All to. All right. Uh, if I'm there, I'll, take I, some I, photos. I'll join you. I'll join you. <laughs> we'll take some photos. Yeah. We'll record an um, episode from the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for my mom, it was always, uh, you got to put a shirt on when you come to the table like it, for dinner. Yeah, so, That's a mother and, who had a bunch of sons, a bunch of sweaty, <laughs> gross sons. Yeah, yeah. Put a put shirt, a shirt on. on. And uh, the old take your hat off at the table. That was, and apparently that was passed down to her, to her from her family. She said her, her parents would never let you like have the hat on mm. at the table during a dinner or something. So. Aww. 
Your mom was. Um, I always liked going there for uh, uh, for St. Patrick's Day and the cabbage and yeah. The, she was. Uh, that oh was yeah, great. That was she was yeah. great. God, what a what a remarkable woman. Both yeah. of our mothers. Thank you. Both of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I found some photos of your mom recently, which I don't know. I'll ask you before I post them, but if we ever want yeah, to post no, them, post, maybe first post away. I have one of her getting arrested. Anti-nuclear. My mom was a socialist in Kansas. Yeah. In Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom was like fearless though. She was like so tiny and sweet. so sweet, but yeah. man, she, yeah, she yeah. was unstoppable. Amazing. <laughs> uh, did you, are there any things that you feel like you've passed down to your kids? Any, any family cultures customs mm, coffee table is a good place for your feet <laughs> while you're walking while you're watching stuff um <laughs> you're going camping you're taking go camping taking yeah i do yeah i do stuff i think i i don't know god i wish one of them was here we could ask him yeah uh, if there's i don't any, know like <laughs> foods or We're any a pretty strange household i mean it's a free-for-all here Hey, do you still have, uh, you had that big camping box that your dad made, right? I did, but it's, I don't have it anymore. It was too heavy and bulky. Yeah. (laughs) But I have pieces of it. I have, you know, I have a bunch of camping stuff from my dad and a bunch of, a bunch of tools too. I have like a, I have a level, like a six inch level, which is really handy something, you know, not to have the big one. And uh, my, my, uh, my grandfather made it. And that's kind of a wow. prized possession for me. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, I was uh, trying to think of you trying to get that box onto the ferry over to the, <laughs> over Catalina, <laughs> just like hold the ferry. This hold huge the wooden box that would fold yeah. into like a kitchenette. It's a good <laughs> idea, except it you know it was the size of a casket. Yeah, is it possible? To do it was so heavy you couldn't lift so it up. So heavy, you couldn't lift it. Uh, okay, so secondly, culture is shared. So, in other words, uh, many people have to agree on on what the custom is or what the belief is for right. it to be culture. So, it if only one person off. does it, yeah, right. If only one sense. person does it, it's not culture. I have plenty so. of things that I only do. <laughs> I know that will not make it into culture. Yeah, I, I was thinking, you, know, you always have some relative or somebody who's. <laughs> Thinks that, you know, they, I do it my way. I live by my own rules. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, no, yeah, that's not culture. Yeah, it's not going to pass on. Yeah. Uh, thirdly, culture is symbolic. And by symbolic, we mean a symbol is something that stands for something else. Mm. Um, so in other words, there's no inherent intrinsic connection between the symbol and what it represents. Okay. Okay. So yeah. like music, let's take music. Okay. So how does that apply to music, would you say? Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me an example. I didn't no, think you wanted I, me to explain. I'm, co- I'm confused by that. It's So it has no intrinsic value. Okay. Music has no – It's it yeah. doesn't exist. It's a thought. It's just tones. It's, or, it's just yes, tones. Yeah. Right. But it it communicates uh, right. a, 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 a feeling, an idea, um, Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. I buy it. Or for another example, say, for example, the American flag is one that they always use. So the American flag, you have red and white stripes and you Mm -hmm. have a blue square with stars Mm -hmm. on it. 
Mm-hmm. Blue There's square, n- blue square <clears throat> for the uh, our weeping. We're always weeping. We're blue. We're <laughs> right? Know. Is that what the blue? Well, 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 I guess I mean the the point <laughs> I'm trying to make is that oh. there's no that color that arrangement of shapes mm. and colors. Right. has no inherent connection to what the United to, States is. Right, right. You have to make a leap. It represents it only right. because we're taught that it represents it. Right. And Got it's it. we culturally, that's what the culture is doing. The culture is telling us when we see that, that represents mm-hmm. everything America, uh, United States. And then from there, you can take it to what everything that the United States represents. Yes. To you. Yes. And what's interesting is even if you try to like do something to the flag, like if you want to uh, burn the flag or destroy the flag or hang the flag upside down to make a point, you still are participating in that culture that says yes. that, that flag is a as a symbol for what the United States is. Absolutely. Or it's just pointless. <clears throat> right. I'm sure right. people do hang up their flag ups, upside down by accident. And then that's not yeah. that's just a. Uh, a goofball who didn't look clearly. <laughs> right. But you're still, you're still accepting that that arrangement of colors and shapes on a cloth represents the United Something. States. Right. Right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Good. Um, another example that they always give are the golden arches. Mm. So when you see the gold, there's nothing inherently uh, connecting the golden arches. Wait a minute. Aren't they two fries? They're fries. <laughs> The gold, I always thought the golden arches were two fries. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's what I, when I see them, I want, I salivate. Yeah. God, their fries yeah. are good. Mm. Yeah. But you've always thought that they were actually <laughs> French, right? I don't know. We may have to pause know. this. We may have to pause the recording. First. I get, excuse, I need to get something straightened out first, everybody. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I like it now. Now that you put that in my head, every time I see it now, I'm I'm going to be thinking that that's God. They're fries. They're French good. fries. I yeah. I know they're fried in like chemicals, but God, they're good chemicals. Mm. I still love their fries. I uh, had a geography of human survival course one time that they said uh, if you're ever if your car ever goes off the road. And you're stuck in there. Look around to see if you can find some old French fries that have been left in your car seat because you can eat those because of that, those <laughs> carbohydrates. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Old French fries in a uh, in a pinch. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or when you when you order some French fries from the drive through, just leave throw few, some in the back. You yeah. Know, like, put some in your glove compartment <laughs> for a rainy day, <laughs> just in case you may need them one day. Good uh, let's see. Another thing is language is another shared symbolic invention. I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. You got me. Uh, You got me. (laughs) One in every class. Yeah, language (laughs) is the the ultimate expression, really, uh, I think. Yeah. Because it's so complex and so uh, specific. But again, there's no between the sounds that we make. For example, if we're in the little scratches that we make on paper to represent something. Right. There's no connection. There's no real right. connection. It's all subjective. It's all cultural. What that means. Especially if you see my daughter's handwriting. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they always try to talk about, uh, and linguists will get down into like trying to break down the sounds, like the individual sounds in a word. Right. So if right. you think about it, there's no, for us to say, duh, ah, g. 
there, there's no connection between that and that furry thing that's out on my couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking that when I was putting this together, it's kind of like Rene Magritte's that painting that says Sassine Pazem Peep. You know, what? where it's a painting of a pipe. <laughs> it's a painting of a pipe. And then underneath it. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. He's written Sassine Pazem Peep, which means this isn't a pipe. Yes. And, and Magritte's kind of playing with the same idea of like uh, the, the name of that um, painting is actually The Treachery of Images. Mm. And what he's saying in that in that painting is that, you know, yeah, he's drawn a, a, a pipe, but that yes. pipe isn't actually what a pipe is. You right. know what I mean? That it's just a drawing of a pipe. Right. And then he's got another layer on there where he's got the word peep or P-I-P-E pipe in, in French. And again, it's like that word pipe has nothing to do with an actual pipe. You know what I mean? I love those those French. God, they're good. <laughs> he's Belgian. He's like Poirot. Oh, he's, he's okay. So okay. Please, please. Yeah, sorry. Um, but anyway, it's it's culturally the same thing. Is that you know language is just something we've all agreed upon. That if you you have certain letters and certain sounds, that they will represent something else but it, mm -hmm. again completely subjective yes yes uh so again the next thing culture is constantly changing like you will try to people governments or people will try to control churches will try to control you can't control church or culture it is you always know changing. i totally agree it's like ai you know, everybody's like yeah. afraid of AI and try, but you know, if you look at any technology that we've ever created, uh, yeah. you can't stop it. AI yeah. will become sentient and kill us all. We know that <laughs> the Terminator taught us that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a premonition. Don't you get it? <laughs> we've invented the robot, but we haven't invented the time travel. We don't have somebody <laughs> right. coming back to right. help us. Right. And even if they do, it still ends up happening yeah. or something. Yeah. Anyway, let them have it. Let the robots yeah. have it. That's one. Yeah. We fucked it up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Got, good luck. Uh, yeah. Good luck, robots. <laughs> <laughs> You're so smart. See what you can do with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you try to fix it? <laughs> uh, the other thing, culture is a system. So it, as a system, it means that if you change one part of the culture, most likely another part of the culture is going to change as be, well. Be affected. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's like a big, big yeah. domino thing. Yeah, that's right. interesting. Yeah, so true. So true. I mean, you look at fashion, uh, you know, yeah. how it, uh, just the expression, the chain, the constant ebb and flow of fashion is so fascinating. Right. right. Um. And again, like we mentioned before, culture is everything. So it's mm -hmm. language, religion, clothes, food, beliefs. Um, if it's not biological or genetic, meaning if we weren't born with it, then it's most likely cultural. It's cultural. So all of the objects we create are cultural in some <clears throat> respect. Right. Right. Even, exactly. even something that we deem sort of utilitarian, like a chair. It's right. still the way we make that chair, the the types of chair, all our, our, our subjective approach to the chair. Right. And, yeah. and a good, a good, uh, I guess a good example of how things would be different would be like a bed, like in a Western culture, you figure a bed has four legs on it, mm -hmm. has a mattress, 
headboard, mm. you have a pillow, you sleep on top of it. But there's other cultures where people sleep on mats. There's people who mm-hmm. sleep on, you know, uh, like futons, for example. Yeah. So, so the again, culture in my like, house is that multiple people sleep in my bed and a dog. <laughs> and I end up in a corner with like a piece of sheet the size of a, a dollar bill yeah. trying to warm myself. <laughs> See, it's That's all our culture. culture. It's all cultural. <laughs> Miserable. Uh, so uh, Conrad Koltak has said that, you know, if uh, we have cultural and biological ways of coping with the environment, and besides our biological means, we use cultural adaptive kits, which can contain customary activities and tools. So again, it's like our culture has been passed down to us to help us deal with the environment, deal with the things that we haven't biologically been able to adapt to. Uh Yeah. Yes. And you, and, and it is like a toolbox. Like you, you use the parts of culture that work with your individual taste and, and uh, personality. And in that yeah. sense, we're all changing cultures simultaneously a little bit at a time. Right. Right. And it depends on, you know, he goes into, he gives the example of, uh, how we've learned as humans learn to adapt at high elevations, for example, with low oxygen. Mm-hmm. And there are certain uh, biological adaptations. For example, people who have been born, the indigenous populations like in the Andes or the Himalayas, that they, they generally have a larger lung capacity. Like genetically, mm-hmm. they've, they've like adapted by having large lung capacity to deal with that right. lack of oxygen. Right. Um, the other thing is another biological way is that we have kind of temporary, like when someone comes from um, uh, a low elevation up to the mountains, for example, you'll see that, you know, they start breathing heavily and hyperventilating, Ugh. trying to get yes. more, <laughs> more, more oxygen into their lungs. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. yeah everybody did. When we first moved out here, we came out one time I was living for, at that time I was living at Venice beach Yeah. and came out with Mary to see her family out here. Yeah. And, and we went from, you know, like 15 feet elevation to, you know, 6,000 feet elevation, yes. 5,500 feet elevation. And I decided to go for a run <laughs> because I had been running forever. And I, you know, it was a family reunion. So they all see me leave to go on my run. I get down to the end of the uh, the parking lot and I'm like, oh, no, this is not <laughs> happening. This is not happening. And then, of course, they all have to see me come walking back up. It's like, what's wrong with him? Is everything all right? <laughs> Uh, so the other, so that's another like biological adaptation. It's like our body responds and tries to get more oxygen in there by hyperventilating. Right. right. And then of course, Kotak says, well, the, the cultural solution to that problem of living for humans, living up at higher elevation is that we come up with oxygen tanks mm-hmm. or, or pressurize. They always say, uh, also drink a lot of water. Drink oh, a lot of water. Everybody water. says drink a lot of water. Yeah. Everything is, have you drank a lot of water? Drink a lot of water. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> we, I, I drink a ton of water. All I'm doing is drinking water. <laughs> Are you drinking right water now? now? Take a drink. Yeah, I'm going to take that. a drink. All right. Cheers. Mm. Ah, it's a big cup. When I, uh, I worked at the um, Santa Fe Opera one summer. And people used to come up, they'd fly in immediately to Albuquerque, oh, drive up to, you know, 
fly in from like some low land area, mm-hmm. drive up to Santa Fe, start drinking out in the parking lot. Oh boy. Come in, come into the opera and completely immediately keel over. <laughs> Why are people drinking in the parking lot of the opera house? What is like, a, uh, the they're Santa tailgating out is, there? They tailgate? They tailgate. Yeah. What? It, yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. At are, the, are they uh, barbecuing and, and drinking wine? They drink white. They try to upscale it, so they're having like steak and mm-hmm. lobster. It's it's not like but your they're typical just pounding wine. They're just pounding yeah. box wine to yeah. get through the opera. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> they immediately come in After with the two, elevation. The first two hours, I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to, for it to oh. end. But no, you're not even halfway. Oh yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Ugh. and the Santa Fe opera, like, uh, it starts late because it's outdoors, so you have to oh, wait for the sun Jesus. to go down. So you're getting up, so, you go yeah. right to work when the opera's over. <laughs> yeah, well, you, one of my jobs as an usher would be to go around wake people up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'd, still be, they'd still be asleep oh, when it was over. God. So, all right, John. So I think we have a little bit of an idea of what what culture is. Yes, so, you've done an excellent job. I, I want to commend so. you. I yes, so. yes, you have. Um. So I know that you've done, we're going to do a, a, a few practical exercises now. Oh shit. If okay. That, yeah. So yep. get ready. Do you want to, okay. do you want to get ready to go back off. over your notes? I just want to take my pants <laughs> off to have a little bit more room here in case it's something physical. <laughs> I hope, uh, I hope you have been taking notes. You, <laughs> oh, <you> Jesus. Take <laughs> notes? <laughs> no, no, but okay. I've got these recorded. Right. I'm going to go back and listen to them all before the finals. <laughs> but here we go. I didn't, I didn't prepare for a pop quiz. Jesus. I was, I'm not sure. Did I mention like when I was teaching up at, uh, at, at college as a TA, there, there were like people who would come in and never take a note. I, they just <laughs> sit in the front row with their arms across. Do you and think I'd they were like, recording with their phone or something? No, they were just sitting there and I thought, well, maybe they're so good that they uh, they don't need to take notes. And Well, they say you then, either go to the lectures or you read the books, right? So maybe they're yeah. going to the lecture and, and but not taking notes and then just skimming the no, the, the, the Yeah, book. maybe. And between the I'd two, did they do well? For, no, they failed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, you know, after after it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm up here talking for three months or whatever, but maybe they just know, found you handsome. Not... Maybe they yeah. just were there to for you. Well, just let's see. I wish I would around. I wish I would have known that before I graded mm. their paper. Okay, so. <laughs> you should use a lectern rather. I mean, a podium rather than a lectern, so you can show off your legs and you know, really give, give, give us a better look. <laughs> you hide behind that lectern. <laughs> we don't see a thing except for your shorts. head. Bike shorts, a tie, a sport jacket. Like the guitarist for ACDC. Yeah. yeah. Angus Young. Angus. Who's your your TA? Oh, it's that gold guy that looks like Angus Young. (laughs) You you can pull Angus off. You can pull him (laughs) off. Uh, So, John, I know you've done a lot of traveling this year. You've been to Austria. Austria, Norway. And Norway. Yeah. And uh, yeah. where else? A bunch of other places, too. Uh, all over the country, too. All over the United right. States. Do you, Guys, uh, col- culture shock is the psychological disorientation experienced when attempting to operate in a radically different cultural environment. Mm. Did you experience any culture I shock? I most you- certainly did. I remember Austria particularly. There, There's a very, it's super clean. Super clean. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I didn't see a pool of vomit once the whole time I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we saw That's one two... thing it has going for it. <laughs> yeah. We have we saw two homeless people and yeah. one of them I don't even know for sure and no graffiti and really? it, it, yes, and it kind of spooked me a little. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, you know, which is yeah. a, as you yeah. know, a cesspool, and I needed right. a little I don't know. I found myself kind of being a like I was in a um, like I was in a theme park or something. Like it wasn't yeah. real. I felt like it wasn't real. And I remember going to a stoplight. We were performing, so we were getting off yeah. work late at night. So it was like one or two in the morning. We were coming back, and there was a stoplight with the you know the don't walk signs right. flashing, and there was right. a group of like five Austrians there waiting yeah. for the walk sign. 1.30 in the morning. There wasn't a car <laughs> in miles. And yeah, they're waiting yeah. there. It was so crazy. And we just kind of looked at them like, we're going to go ahead and risk it because yeah. there's no car in the city. Right, right. But they didn't. They waited and then they walked away. And so, yeah, that was shocky to me. That was, I was sort of like, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel like you need, because uh, there's some other anthropologists Gary Ferraro and Susan Andriata also talk about like one of the things we like because of that shared culture is we like what, like when you're overseas and you come across someone with your share with another American, for example. Yeah. It's kind of a relief because you can go back in and have that shared, that shared experience or that yes. shared culture that you both. Yes. Have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you can talk about it and, and, right. and communicate. And then it's Yes. That, yeah. I totally agree with that. We were teaching improv uh, in Norway, so we we would they brought us in to perform and then to, to do a master right. class, right? right? And it's so interesting because they desperately want to do improv, right? But there's a cultural sort of veneer because it requires sort of embracing the chaos, you know? Right. To, right. To, you got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy the not knowing. And I think for yeah. them, they wanted to, and they liked watching us do it. But I think there was yeah. something that just prevented them from letting go. They just, yeah, and they recognize it and they want it, yeah. but they can't quite do it, which is very yeah. interesting. That is interesting. How yeah. was the, the comedy? I mean, were the scenes more dramatic scenes or were they comedy scenes? Or did you notice a difference in the sense of humor that? Yeah, yeah, there are differences, absolute differences, you know, and so it depended, you know, these this was a festival. So you had people from all over the world. So you yeah. had some people who were very regimented and 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 followed a certain pattern, you know, that they had established. Yeah, yeah. I saw that in uh from um uh, uh Japan there were some people from Japan or and yeah. uh Korea and then and then weirdly there were people who just broke in a way that was almost breaking it just to break it like uh like yeah. the Germans came in and were just doing this outrageous crazy stuff to the point where it was so you couldn't make heads or tails of it you know <laughs> it, it was That's fantastic so, yeah. yeah, it was really great. I loved them. Um, yeah. But it's hard to say, you know, uh, yeah, they um, we had a group from, um, oh, God, where were they from? I think they were French uh, who yeah. brought in AI and improvised with an AI robot. 
that they had connected. Really? Yes. Yeah. Which was yeah. it did, AI ain't ready for comedy. <laughs> unfortunately, it was, it was pretty boring. Did you have it to break horrible. it to the robot? Like, hey, by the way, yeah. He just We're kept going. She, he, they, it. Please stop. Yeah. Please stop yeah. improvising, robot. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> that's fascinating. We we have yeah, to do one just really, on... Improv is an interesting way to express culture because mm-hmm. it's so psychological and it's so on yeah. the fly. So you can't really control what you, you don't, you know, you can't control right. what you're saying or doing in lots of ways. I mean, ultimately, what ends up coming out is your subconscious, you know, what you're, yeah, you know, yeah. cause it was, you know, I mean, improv was developed for therapy initially. So it's very interesting to see, you really get a sense of culture by watching the culture improvise. It's a great way to get a, oh, that's get a sense that's of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We need to, when we, we need to do an episode just on that. That yeah, and then have people come in, have guests come in and talk about like maybe yeah. from different cultures. Oh, that's about. cool. Uh, we're going back to um, Austria. We're going to Austria okay. and Germany, so I could do. We could do it from. Uh, well, you and I will do a podcast uh, from <laughs> the festival. To do it from there. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah I'd yeah. love to talk to people like how they interpret. It's culturally how they interpret the. Uh, yeah, get get some names. I guess yeah. get some names. I, you got it. I'll do it. Try to find That's that a robot. great idea. I'll find <laughs> him. Find oh, he'll be there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's still, no matter what, you could do like 30 shows a day. Yeah, he so. never, he's it could always... be the shittiest show ever, and he'll just come right back. <laughs> the son of a bitch. <laughs> I gotta go. He's never depressed. He's yeah, never depressed after that. I gotta hold myself in the fetal position <laughs> in my hotel bedroom. But he just, you just plug him in, he's right there. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Give me a location. <laughs> just an empty theater, and he's still like just going he's away. Still going. What? Was that a, somebody knocking at the door? Fine, he can have it. When we're all dead, he can sit in his empty stage filled with other robots. You know what? Good. That's our that's our science fiction film. It's like you advance like two thousand years. And that robot is still like in it, like a, a forest has overgrown the club, everything, and the robot's still up there, like still doing it. Can I have a suggestion? And then another robot, <laughs> anus. That's the salute. That's that's the one you always get. Always get an anus. That's our that's our version of Viger from the Star Trek movie. <laughs> that robot is still years later. That robot's still improvising. <laughs> okay john so just real quick i purchased this book and this book is called usa the essential guide to customs and cultures and i'm holding this up to the camera so people can see it yes but this is a book that's written it's written by it's an englishman or mm-hmm. englishman and woman of yeah. course. Not about or is it for the English <laughs> to adapt to USA? Is it like a travel exactly. book? Exactly. Exactly. A cultural yeah. travel book. This is like, you know, when we get the photos or whatever to yes. go over to another. This is what other people get books too to say how Americans what our oh, culture boy. is like. Oh, and God. what we do. 
Yeah, but so it's this filtered is... through the English, so we gotta, you know, we gotta put that caveat on it. <laughs> I wish I could have got other books like this, though, because I'd love to so see. Interesting. You know, it's always good to check in to see how everybody else in the world is looking at us. Well, what do they think of us? What... That just we're just crazy. Like, how how recently published was it? Do you know? This came out, uh, I think, this year or last year. Oh, so it's okay. it's talking oh, about Jesus. like the uh, Trump and the impeachments oh and stuff. So it's all like recent. You know. They think we're crazy, but they got Brexit. Don't forget Brexit, you idiots. You're just as stupid <laughs> yeah, yeah. as we are. But but I mean, it's it's one of those books of like, you know, for hey, if you're going to America to live or going on a trip, here's some things about the culture that you Ooh. should know about. Excellent. What do so, they say? What's, uh, so I'm going to throw got? out a few and I'm going to okay. try to maybe we can like, you know, Expand. now that we're talking about culture, we can talk. Yeah. About so one of the things that they say is, quote, Unlike many, quote, work-to-live cultures, where work is just one of the many dimensions of one's life, for many Americans, work is central in defining their sense of identity and self-worth. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that. yeah. Everybody's like, what do you do when you talk to yeah, somebody? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm in the arts and, and I'm in LA. So it's not just like, what do you do, but what have you done lately too? Yeah. Like you've got to update your resume. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I totally, and I, I was raised that way uh, too. And I, you know, yeah. It it really bothers me because I, you know, right out of college, I went to work for the Italian government. And and the Italians really set it up of like work-life balance. You know what I mean? Yes. And it kind of ruined me in a way for the rest. I mean, because I I worked for them for eight or nine years, you know, and it was all like the important thing is what you do outside of work. Right. For the Italians at that time. Right. And now, you know, I work for other places, American organizations. And, uh, and it's, it's hard because, yeah, Americans are all, or it seems like a lot of Americans are like, it's all about work. It's yes. all about work. That's the stereotype and, of the Japanese too, I guess, yeah, is that it's yeah. all about work. Um, and yeah. and I kind of I kind of like seeing like when they talk about Gen Z or, you know, some of the, the new younger people who are like, hey, no, <laughs> we're there. Yeah. I'm keeping work at work and I'm quiet quitting here and I'm just doing yeah. what I can, but this isn't who I am. I'm all for that. Uh, yeah. The Gen Zers, my daughters, yeah. I'm telling you, this is a good generation coming up the pike. Yeah. It's, so we got, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. They might save okay, us from uh, the robots, but not forever. <laughs> At some point, forever. they're coming. No, they'll stave it off, but that's it. Can I have a suggestion? Can I have Anus. a suggestion? And then the one was just sitting there covered in vines. Anus. <laughs> uh, thank you. I heard anus. Oh, did you get that one overseas when you guys were teaching the class? No, no, there, no, God, no. Really? No, just in America. But I've gotten that suggestion <laughs> back in the day when I did improv where you asked for suggestions. Yeah. I don't do that anymore, but yeah, yeah. Ugh, always. So oh, it's idiot. always. An yeah. ass. No. <laughs> okay, a vagina. Oh, no. God. Give me a location. A vagina. <laughs> you know what? You don't get any more locations. You just, <laughs> you're done. I'll pick it. Okay, here's a ne- here's another one. To the visitor, the American flag seems to be everywhere. As guests in America, how should visitors react to the American predile- predilection for wearing their patriotism 
on their sleeve. Don't say anything. <laughs> Pretend you don't see it. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. The 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 patriotism is uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, like yeah. I I, was, I can't remember who it was. Was somebody from another country? Was just like over the football games alone. They're just like, my God, it's like yeah. in a military yeah. parade every football game. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, and you know. Uh, yeah, I, and I guess that wasn't, you know, that came in, you know, around nine 11, I guess. Uh, that's I, really I don't know. Difficult. I mean, it was always kind of there, but yeah, you well, know, I, I a love very this militaristic, you know, to campaign yeah. and it's sudden death and it's you know, offense and defense bomb, and you throw a bomb yeah. and yeah. yeah, aerial attack and all that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, I, it's like, I love this country and I've, taken an oath to the constitution for this country but it's oh, like that's right yeah you do. i don't need to feel like i need to have every single word out of my mouth be about you know love of country or have a shirt made out of the flag or something like that yes and, yes and i don't know you know i've traveled a lot of places too and i don't think any other country really does I don't that. know who well you does know what's interesting or... you speak of austria you know austria yeah. has such an interesting history because they were a, you know, they were a, um, a, a kingdom, right? They yeah. had a king and they had all this royalty and they did away with all of that where you yeah. can't yeah. even now it's against the law or not against the law, but you against regulations to keep your, um, um, what do you call it? Your, your moniker, your, your royal moniker. Oh, so if really? you're a yeah. duke, you can't, you can't use it yeah. anymore. You know, that they just did away with it. And then you look at like, cause you know, Hitler came from Austria. You look at yeah. the way they've dealt with their past, their dark past. And yeah. they've real, I mean, it was amazing. I was blown away. Like, yeah. like yeah. The reparations, money, uh, land. I mean, you go around everywhere and there are little markers saying where Jews were sent away or, or kicked out of yeah. their yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. And the young, the Gen Zers there are like free from that in a way that I don't think we are. Uh, I think we're still connected to this odd, you know, we were a country that was, is built, is is freedom, but we was built by slavery. And and I think there they've actually kind of moved past it to the point where it seems a little more appropriate their patriotism like it's a little less about this it's just it's slightly dilute it seems a little bit more i don't know reasonable like they like their olympic team and everything but it's also there's a sense that this is where we live and that's just it's land and you know we we like it right um but i don't know they they seem to have I, i was really impressed by that yeah, I I think that's I don't know. It's I still feel like slavery is the worst thing that ever happened to this country. Myself, yes, for sure. I mean, it, it's it's, and, it's our DNA. Yeah, yeah, and we're still dealing with it. Like it yeah. set us off but on they, a course that you know. And they have, they have, and then they had. I mean, what's worse than Hitler? You know, I mean, Jesus. Yeah. And but they've they really the people I was exposed to, and you know, whatever, take it for what it is. But I really noticed that yeah yeah and i think like you're saying like to admit it and then you can move past it yes it's like psychologically and also as 
as human as relationships with other people, I think. And to and, to culturally <clears throat> admit it. Yeah. So that you're yeah. doing things that are that represent that you're admitting it. Right. So it's not just individual pe- people saying I'm against the Nazis. Okay, right. great. That's good. But this is a culture saying we reject this part of our history. Right. We, we it was wrong. We want to we can't undo it, but we want to the best of our ability to make it right. And by doing yeah. that, it it's incredible. Like it's it's yeah. really like I noticed it. Wow. Wow. Um Okay, let's get <laughs> not to get too deep, not to get too heavy, but I love it. Uh, here's another one. Americans are among the most open, fun, friendly people on the planet, but their idea of what constitute, constitutes a friendship <laughs> may be different from what you're used to. The warm smiles, the expressions of interest, the generous gestures are all genuine and those used to Northern European reserve or the formal ritualized courtship of Asia may think that making friends in the USA will be a breeze. Yet newcomers can be confused and disappointed to discover that a relationship may go no further than surface friendliness. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I buy that, but what else you got? I mean, you got to start somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, what do you be reserved and wait for it to happen that way? A deeper connection. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think throwing all your cards on. The, I love that about Americans that we just throw yeah, over, me too. We just vomit it out and, and it's yeah. not pretty, but it's, yeah. I like that. It feels like, okay, yeah, that is true. You, It is still surface, but it's much further along, I think, than what the Brits do where it's like, you know, this, this yeah, reserve yeah. that you can't break through unless what you like, you know? Yeah. I think that, yeah. you know, you, yeah. I like the fact that we wear it on our hearts on our sleeves, even if it, even if it is just the, the surface, but it's not, right. I think, I think, I think they've got, I think they've got that one wrong. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's uh, one thing about American, like immediately you go to first names. When you first yeah. meet somebody, right. it doesn't matter what the status is or whatever. And touching Always and hugging. The, the yeah. Norwegians and the Austrians do not hug. And I hugged <laughs> and they liked it. Here's the thing. Yeah. They liked it, but they really? didn't, but they didn't hug back. They loved that I was gregarious and physical. Yeah. You know, they yeah. liked me, but they didn't, they couldn't do it themselves. Kind of like the same thing with improv. They liked it. They just couldn't quite. Right, right. Do it. I wonder, you know, it's, uh, that's how you, you always, or Americans are always represented as tourists, of, of, you know, in Europe of being like really loud and laughing yeah. and guffawing and like really talking about everything. Fat. Um, yeah. We're always uh, seen as fat. Uh, I remember in college one time uh, here, I met a French guy who, uh, at a party and we were just talking in French and I just happened to mention like, Hey, yeah, if you're ever in Kansas city, look me up or whatever. And, uh, and then like several months later, he showed up at my house. Jesus. <laughs> wanted to know if he could like crash, crash. there for a while. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and so that's what they're kind of talking about is like, you know, me being just open, like, yeah, if you're oh, ever come, I see. Come and, yeah. uh, and so he, and you know, after like three days, my mom was like, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> 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 is he going to move on? You know, what's, what's happening here? 
but it, but it was that openness that uh Gave you know as an American mm-hmm. just saying like hey yeah look me up can we come crash at my place or something it was like a big invitation you know what yes. I mean for people who aren't used to that and and I tell that story because then later when I was in France he looked me up he tracked Aww. me down and invited me out to his dad's place down near Bordeaux. And it was, he invited me down there and took care of me and put me up. And then I just felt awful. You know, it's one right. of those things where like, why was I being such an asshole about him? Just like, what was it off of my back for him just to crash at my place for a few I days know. to do whatever yeah. he needed to do? You but know? he obviously but, he didn't feel it. He, he, he enjoyed it. So you must've done something right. Yeah. Cause yeah. He, he returned the favor. Yeah, we ended up being like really good friends, you know, but it, but it was like, it's just one of those things that that's what they're talking about is Americans yeah. are very open, like, how you yeah. doing, buddy? Yeah. You know, and then come on over. And then for people who are from a reserve culture, that may be like, wow, we're really good friends. <laughs> right. We really can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, John. So we've, uh, I think we've done some good discussion here about I, culture uh, i hope uh, yes it got deep it got light yeah. we were talking about vomit we <laughs> i took my pants off uh <laughs> we decided we that you could play the lead a- guitarist for acdc <laughs> we got a lot accomplished yeah 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 so i guess in conclusion i would say you know culture is everything so when people are talking about culture just know that culture everything around you right now what you're wearing, the language you're using, it's all culture. But and not the booger in my nose. That's <laughs> not. That's, that's all not. yours. It's that not. That is culture. all yours. Yeah. And I guess if I had to say it, I would say that I myself love cultural differences. That's why yeah. I got into anthropology. I love going yeah. to new places. I love meeting new people. And I d- I'm not afraid of cultural differences. It's weird how all these humans, these primates that have spread themselves all over the earth are expressing yeah. their humanity slightly differently, each and right. every one of them. And then they do, you know, and it's just a trip. It's a trip. Yeah. I love it. Embrace it. Embrace yeah. it. I, my, to me, it's like, it's the difference that keeps you interested. You know yeah. what I mean? And like everything that's going on and seeing how people do it differently. It's just cool. I don't know. Especially when you're on acid. <laughs> when in doubt <laughs> dose and then travel overseas they all anthropologic yeah. the fuck out of it when you're on acid yeah. you know what the best the best trip is uh when you <laughs> you're taking the train out of amsterdam because uh everybody's taking all the space cake they're smoking yeah. all their joints they're doing <laughs> yeah. everything because they know when they get back to whatever country they're going to they won't be able to do it so everybody does it and then about 30 minutes into that trip out of amsterdam you see it all kick in <laughs> everybody's <And> like you- <laughs> wasted that's amazing i love people watching and my my favorite people watching place and of all time is the airport in las vegas that is because it's the opposite of the answer. Yeah. Everybody's lost everything and hung over. Oh, and it's, oh, but then you got God. the fresh people coming in at the same time. It's, oh. a, it's magnificent. 
It's so exciting. It's like the yeah. big casino. It's the same thing that you get in the casino. You see everybody's happy and, going in oh, and then SAG coming out. Oh, SAG it's coming just out. all of humanity from all over the world, all over the country, yeah. all over the It's fantastic. Highly recommend it. <laughs> Spend a day at the Las Vegas yeah. International Airport, everybody. Go do a little field work. Go do some yeah. field work there. Take and you notes. can, you know, they've got some machines there you can play, gamble while you're, <laughs> while you're people watching. But you lost it all before you even got out of the baggage. Well, <laughs> I lost $1,000 in the Reno uh, airport, or oh. right outside the Reno airport at a crap stable. No. Yes. No. Yes. Oh. It was just you you, everything, everything was going so well. <laughs> Do you fly through Reno when you go to Chicago? No. Mm -mm. Really? I don't remember why we were there, but we were there. We had a layover. Yeah. I caught on the next plane and I'd lost a thousand dollars. Oh god. See you, Reno. <laughs> Bye, Reno. <laughs> Done it. Check yep. it off. On off my the way. bucket list. <laughs> Where are we going next? <laughs> okay. Alright, John. <laughs> Alright. Love you. Love you. This is uh, human number two. And John this Lears. is human number. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to this take is, your line? No, no, I got it. I got it. This Thank is you. human number two. John Lear. <laughs> <laughs> and the, you know, I don't improvise. I got to go by the lines. <laughs> uh, and this is human number one, John McRae. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it interesting, please tell a friend about it. Uh, or better yet, if you can, cite it in a high school paper or college <laughs> Wear a billboard, wear a placard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, hey, how did I do on the pop quiz? You didn't give me a grade. Oh, well, you'll get it later. It will be in oh, Blackboard. Oh, Jesus, I know Electronically, what that means. Electronically, I'll post it. Oh, yeah. I know what that it means. I have to go to the bad. portal. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you can't do it to me face-to-face. -face. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I still, I'm, I'm not your counselor or anything, but take some notes. Oh, take some Jesus. notes. Jesus. Okay. Okay. You sit there with your arms crossed, looking at me online. I'm like, <laughs> you should be taking notes. All right. Good point. Uh, and also, don't forget to check out our Facebook page and our Instagram, where you'll find other photos and information uh, mm -hmm. to go along with all, all the, the podcasts. So again, yes, thank sir. you, everybody. We appreciate you joining us. Love you guys. Yep, John, love you. Love you. Talk to you later, man. Goodbye. Bye.